You are listening to the 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the 411 Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Play, TuneIn, YouTube. And yes, as always, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Give us the love. You know we love you back. So this week it's going to be acapella, no songs, no music, no fancy crap. We're just going to be talking about good old-fashioned wrestling. Joining me today is Holly. Say hi to everyone. Hi. Alrighty, just a quick little cleanup from last week. We had a little discussion about the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, and somebody, I will not name him, but somebody had mentioned Sable as an honorable mention. Kind of ridiculous in my book, but when you think about it, you know, if you're naming women, maybe she does make it. But either way, Twitter spoke, and 89% say, um... No, she would not be on the Mount Rushmore. No real surprise there, but it makes for an interesting topic if we ever do the women's Mount Rushmore. And we are going to discuss what I had teased on Twitter, what hooked us as wrestling fans. So first I'm going to go to a Twitter one, and then I'm going to go over to Holly. Brian says his first memory was Andre vs. Hogan, the main event in February 1988 with two Hebners. He said that I was almost five years old instantly hooked that was a few months before i was born but obviously i remember it it caused a lot of controversy and set up wrestlemania 4 is big time stuff i can't even imagine how i would feel if i was watching at that time very interesting holly what hooked you as a fan well my first one was the last money in the bank um and well justin pretty much got me watching it and I, um, he said to pick somebody to win, and I picked Alexis Bliss winning the women's Money in the Bank, and I won, so I've been watching with him ever since. That is a very good choice. I've told this story before, but it was in mid-1999, and I had selected, or did not select, I was watching it raw, and all night Big Show had promised to chokeslam Undertaker to H-E double hockey stick. It was a very bold statement and it was very cool. And sure enough, at the end of the night, he did it. He chokeslammed him right through the ring. Everyone freaked out. I'd never seen anything like it. And I went from being a casual fan who had kind of watched a little bit through the 90s and everything with my grandma or whenever it was on Saturday mornings and just kind of been there like that. To every week, it was like, no, I'm watching Raw now. There, there's no way. There's no way I'm not going to watch it. That, that just hooked me. So, you know, people can bash Big Show and kind of make fun of his first year and how he came from WCW. But for me, that was huge. And I can always be in debt to Big Show because he's the one who absolutely got me hooked. So I thank you for that. I'm going to quick go over to some Twitter questions I got. Always remember, I want to hear from all of you. So anytime you need a question or a comment or anything you want to uh, state your opinion, feel free to. I'm always here. There's no issues whatsoever. Mike wants me to uh, kind of tackle the EC3 situation. What lies ahead for him? He's one of the guys that was called up from NXT. If you remember a few months ago, Heavy Machinery. There's Lars Sullivan, of course. He's dealing with his stuff. Lacey Evans. And EC3, he was the big guy in my name. He was the guy that I thought right away, he had the look, he had the personality, he had the music, he can go in the ring as well. I thought he would kind of bust onto the scene right away within seconds. And that's not exactly what has happened. He's not exactly doing a whole lot. On Raw, he famously just stood there while Jinder Mahal and Apollo Crews had a match. EC3 was just standing there 
and doing nothing on the road to WrestleMania. Not quite what I imagined for him. So what should we do with him? Holly, what do you think? What do you think of EC3? You saw him live a few weeks ago on uh, Saturday night in Milwaukee. What uh, what do you think about EC3? He just stood there and watched. He didn't really wrestle. All right. I agree with that. He did play the chicken SHIT kind of role there and kind of swooped in when he could. I thought it was fine, and it works for his character because he's the rich, privileged, blah, blah, blah. He plays that role pretty well. Um, I have no idea what to do with him. I kind of have an idea about the Andre Giant, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I'd kind of like to see him surprise everybody and win and kind of bust out on the scene. But I'm not sure that's going to happen because everything's kind of overshadowed with Braun Strowman and the Saturday Night Live crew. So I don't know if EC3 is going to really do much, but I would like to see it. I would also like to see him be a big name in the Superstar Shakeup. If you have to have him on SmackDown, Raw, whatever, the NXT guys are still kind of floating between the shows. They're not really on a permanent show right now. So they kind of need to decide what they're going to do with these guys. And I don't know what to do with him, but I do know that he has all the potential in the world, and the potential only goes so far. And I'm a fan, so I would like to see him do a lot more. It'd be pretty cool in my mind. Next question is from Anthony. He says, with AEW getting started and the uprising of ROH, is this the biggest factor of WWE underutilized performers expressing their frustrations? I say yes, it is. It's only about the marketplace. It's only what you're offered. We just saw it in baseball with Bryce Harper. He got $300 million offered from the Nationals, and he could say no to that. He could turn down $300 million. It seems ridiculous thinking about it, but he could say no. And you want to know why he could say no? Because another team was offering him more. It's always about what you can get elsewhere. So if he's getting offered that, but every other team was offering him $200 million or $100 million, well then, yeah, he would have taken the $300 million and stayed with the Nationals. But there wasn't. There was another team offering him $330 million, And some even thought another team was offering him more. So it's what's out there. So right now... AEW is out there. They're supposedly offering big contracts. They're offering big money. They have a billionaire backer. I've talked about this before. They're about to make waves. They have a big TV deal in the works, all this good stuff. So people in WWE, ROH, wherever, if they suddenly think, hey, I'm not getting much here. I'm barely on TV. They're not doing anything with me. I feel underutilized. Well, hey, now there's this other company out there and they're offering contracts and they're offering big money. That's absolutely what they should do. I have no problem with that. I think it's six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys right now have all kind of either requested their release or have been released. They're unhappy in the company, and that's fine. They can do that now. If there was no other game in town, well, they would sit there and they'd cash their checks and hang out and back and eat their catering. That's just kind of how it would go. So I don't really fault them right now, but I do believe the biggest factor is AEW. It's just kind of how it goes right now, and I can't really fault them for that. So before dragging this on too long, Holly and I are going to quick break down the WrestleMania 35 card. It is this Sunday. I'm sure we'll all be watching in some form or fashion. We're all going to be excited for it. Biggest show of the year, biggest stadium, all that good stuff. So it's going to be fun. So it was just added. Holly, what do you think? Raw Tag Team Champions, The Revival. They are one of the teams apparently not so happy with the company. They're facing out of nowhere... Kurt Hawkins, who hasn't won a match since Moses was born. Kurt Hawkins versus Zack Ryder. Who do you think is going to win this one? The Revival. All right. Do you have a reason behind that besides Kurt Hawkins losing 8,000 matches in a row? Um, 
I will root for the Revival because they've won before. That is a very good choice. I'm thinking the Revival will win, but here's kind of where it gets tricky. The Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder story has kind of come out of nowhere, but it's been something kind of brewing behind the scenes more so because they are from the area. So it's going to be a, I want to say an underdog victory, but Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, Zack Ryder three years ago shocked the world and won the Intercontinental title out of nowhere. He was a last minute replacement for Neville, for those who remember that. And it was only a one day title win, but he shocked the world and actually won the ladder match to win the IC title. So could he shock the world again in New York, New Jersey and win the tag team titles? And maybe this sends the revival kind of packing. Maybe, maybe not, but I think that'll end up on the kickoff show and it could be a little fun opener. Next up on WWE.com, it says Alexa Bliss to host WrestleMania. We know about that. What do you think she will do, Holly? I know you're a big fan of hers. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure she's going to do the um, moment of bliss doing the hosting. So, well, she's she always has interesting uh, takes on everything. So I'm actually excited to hear what she's got to say. Do you have anybody in mind that she may have on as a guest? Somebody surprising or a legend or maybe Trish Stratus? Maybe. I'm not entirely sure right now. This is my first WrestleMania, so I don't know what to expect. I would almost go back to the Trish and Alexa Bliss. People forget, but that match was originally set for Evolution back in October, and unfortunately it never ended up happening. It got turned into a tag team match, which I didn't really like so much. I don't know what Alexa Bliss is going to do. The host just kind of usually comes out and talks for five or ten minutes and just kind of does a little spiel. I'm sure someone will either interrupt or something, but I think the big interruption will happen later on, which I'm sure we will touch on. Up next, we have the Cruiserweight Championship match. The champion right now is Buddy Murphy. He's been kind of on a tear for a while, and he's always won. He's kind of holding down 205 Live right now. He is facing the winner of a long tournament to earn a title match, Tony Nese. Again, kind of a hometown story type deal. Who do you think wins, Buddy or Tony? I don't know. Okay, that is a good choice because I don't watch 205 Live either. I'm not going to lie. I do not watch it. I actually had a little uh, scoop two months ago about Buddy, so we'll see how that works out with him and see if I am correct or not. Moving on, we have WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Basically, everybody that's not in the main event or a different match, they're all going to be in this Battle Royal. Legends, NXT people, everybody you can think of, every woman in the company is in it. Who do you think wins? Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Shayna Baszler? Yes. Okay. Actually, I like that choice because she will be on the TakeOver card Saturday or Friday night, I'm sorry, Friday night for NXT TakeOver. And if she loses the title, who knows if she gets called up. Rumors of Ronda Rousey leaving, so maybe she can kind of come in and take that place of the MMA fighter kind of, you know, tough girl. We'll see about that. I like the Shayna Baszler pick. I'm actually going to go for a surprise here. While everybody thinks that Asuka's probably going to win because she rarely loses, and she did just lose a SmackDown Live uh, women's championship. I think a lot of people right now think Asuka's going to win. I'm going to surprise everybody and go with the favorite Lacey Evans, who has not stepped foot in the ring, who's too classy to compete, blah, blah, blah. I think the women are going to battle it out. No pun intended there. 
And then who comes strolling down? Lacey Evans as one of the last people. And then she just calmly walks in. And then she wins. Holly, what do you think? Lacey Evans. Well, she has been known to just randomly surprise us. So who knows? She might end up being in the ring. She may end up doing it. I think if you're going to debut, what bigger stage than WrestleMania? And I I think as much as people want to boo her, I think the WrestleMania crowd, which tends to be a little more rowdy and kind of more wild, I think they would love it. So continuing the Battle Royal theme, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. This is basically now for all the guys that are not doing anything else. They are in this big battle royal, and they get the cool-looking trophy. The story has been centered around Braun Strowman, of course, and the Saturday Night Live clowns. That I still don't know their names, and I still don't care. Do you have a pick besides Braun Strowman to win? Well, I have a pick for the first people out. <laughs> but uh, probably Braun Strowman. I really wouldn't really think of anybody else that would be in it maybe aj styles aj styles will be facing randy orton later on in the card but i would say braun Strowman right now pretty much has it locked down i'm trying to think if anyone else is going to come out i mentioned ec3 earlier but i just don't know if that's what's going to end up happening i think apollo cruz can always do more so it's cool he's kind of gotten a little spotlight i always talk him up but right now, it's kind of down to the Saturday Night Live clowns and Braun Strowman, which is fine. This is for the kickoff show, so it's nothing too major, but it is a little disappointing that uh, this can't be made into something more important. The SmackDown Tag Team Championships, we got the Usos versus Ricochet and Alistair, ba- Alistair Black versus The Bar versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. So it's a fatal four-way. The first pin or submission wins. Who do you think leaves as SmackDown Tag Team Champions? Well, I'm rooting for Ricochet and Aleister Black. I am also. I think The Bar will not win. I don't think Nakamura and Rusev will win, which is kind of disappointing. But I don't think they're doing much. And, you know, it kind of sucks because Nakamura last year was the Royal Rumble winner and in the WWE Championship match. So now he's doing this. I think the Usos just signed new contracts, so they're not leaving. You almost have to go with the Usos, who seemed like they were going to battle the Hardy Boys, and I would have loved to have seen that, because now the Hardys are kind of thrown in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That's kind of disappointing. It looked like Usos and Hardys were building something. But instead, we're getting Usos in this fatal four-way, kind of thrown together at last minute. Again, WWE likes to get everybody on the card. Everyone gets a payday. It's kind of cool, but a lot of these matches are just kind of thrown out there. Like, here's a million people. Enjoy. I think I'm going to be rooting for Ricochet and Aleister Black because I don't think they've been pinned or submitted since they've come to the main roster. And they're another team and other guys from NXT that they just need to pick which roster they're on. Raw, SmackDown, like, what are they doing? Are they staying together as a tag team? Are they breaking up? Are they going on their own? Kind of need to sort all this out, which I'm sure the Superstar Shakeup will in two weeks. So that all is to be determined. I'm going to go with the Usos. I'm not too confident about that. But I am confident it'll be the Ustos or Ricochet and Aleister Black. Up next, Kurt Angle's farewell match. Oh, boy. Uh, This one has a lot of controversy behind it. It seems WWE is actually going with Baron Corbin as his final opponent. I know a lot of people wanted John Cena. I know I did. A lot of people thought Undertaker, maybe. Kurt Angle and AJ Styles. Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe. You know, you could name all the great opponents he's had. And WWE is going with Baron Corbin. 
Holly, what do you think of Baron Corbin as the final opponent for an all-time great Hall of Fame legend like Kurt Angle in his farewell match at the biggest stage of them all, WrestleMania? Well, I, I agree to it, and I don't at the same time. Like, I get why he wants to face Baron Corbin, but at the same time, this is your last one of all. Why Baron Corbin for the finale? Yeah, it, it makes sense storyline-wise because Baron Corbin's been messing with them, so it, it fits with what they've been trying to do the past few months, and Kurt Angle's going to probably tap him out and win in probably like 30 seconds because Kurt Angle cannot really do too much with all due respect. His body is breaking down, and it kind of sucks to see it. But, you know, I, I think there may be a little bit more planned, and I kind of hope so. Baron Corbin, great for any other pay-per-view. I get it. Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin, the whole general manager thing through 2018. But, man, this is WrestleMania. The fans are going to be begging for more, and it, it's going to kind of suck if his last match is overshadowed by the fans just kind of taking a big dump all over Baron Corbin. I'm picking Kurt Angle. I'm not sure the company has the gall or the guts to actually have Baron Corbin beat Kurt Angle on his last match. I mean, come on. It's Kurt Angle. Intercontinental Championship is on the line. It is Bobby Lashley defending the title against the Demon. Yes, the Demon, the alter ego of Finn Balor. He goes to deep, dark places when he doesn't get what he wants, and he is transforming into the Demon. Holly, who is winning this match? Bobby Lashley. It's kind of ridiculous that he has an alter ego, Finn Balor. Okay, that's news to me. <laughs> it is a little uh, interesting. It is something he's done in NXT and done it all over the world. But yes, he'll have face paint on. He will have the whole big shindig. It's WrestleMania, so it makes sense. Again, WrestleMania, the biggest, the best. They kind of go to all these lengths. There's going to be pyro, fireworks. It's a big grand show, so I understand it. And he's been screwed enough so where he can kind of say, no more Mr. Nice Guy, I'm now the demon. The Demon has rarely lost, so I'm tempted to pick Finn Balor here. I wonder, Bobby Lashley is someone I'm thinking may go to SmackDown. There's a lot of people I'm thinking in the Superstar shakeup of who can switch shows, and Bobby Lashley is one of the guys on the top of my list. He may end up doing something else with Leo Rush after Mania. Speaking of titles, the United States champion Samoa Joe is defending the title against Rey Mysterio. What kind of sucks here is uh, Rey Mysterio hurt his ankle on Monday night, and this match actually may not even happen. That would suck for Samoa Joe, who is still kind of looking for his WrestleMania moment after being in the business for a million years. So, Holly, what do you think? If this match takes place, is Rey Mysterio going to beat Samoa Joe for the United States title? No. Well, I think he will if this match happens. First of all, his son is going to be ringside, so I think uh, Samoa Joe may have a little uh, interference or a little family story, which Joe tends to do. And I think Mysterio coming back to the company is very cool for longtime fans. And I just mentioned this, but Samoa Joe is another guy I would maybe look out for. I know he just went to SmackDown last year. But he may be another guy in the Superstar shakeup to kind of watch. He may be somebody that you could send to Raw and make something of. Next up is the battle for who is the man on SmackDown. Is it AJ Styles or Randy Orton? Holly, who do you think? AJ Styles. Okay, do you have any reason why AJ Styles will defeat Randy Orton? Well, if, you, if you're looking at it for SmackDown Live... I kind of automatically think of AJ Styles over Randy Orton, but 
I haven't really seen a lot of Randy Orton's matches. Right. See, that's the story. AJ Styles has been the man who runs SmackDown the past two or three years. But Randy Orton has debuted on SmackDown since 2002. So he's been there now 17 years. So it's kind of the old versus the new. It's, you know, the veteran versus the newcomer. It's all that good stuff. It seems WWE would like AJ Styles to win because he did just sign a new contract. He was another guy with a deal coming up. But if this story really is WWE versus the independent scene, which it seems to be kind of hinting at, you would almost think they'd favor Randy Orton. The entire match seems to be built around one thing, which is the RKO from Randy Orton. I am thinking Randy Orton, but I'm going to go with AJ Styles. I'm going to think AJ Styles kind of pulls it out here. Maybe he gets a little bit of a WrestleMania moment. He had one last year, but I think beating Randy Orton, and I hope... I hope both are motivated. I hope they're both ready to put on a great show because if there's a match that could steal the show, it would be this one. I'm going to interrupt here real quick with a little plug. You are listening to the 411 Boresight Wrestling Podcast on the 411 Podcast Network, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, YouTube, and yes, iTunes, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. Spread the word. Get us out there. I am joined here by Holly. So we are going to continue with the title matches. The Women's Tag Team Championships are on the line. This is another fatal four-way. Again, the WWE likes to throw everybody on the card for WrestleMania to shove everyone in there. Bailey and Sasha Banks, of course, are the champions. They are defending against Beth Phoenix and Natalia. Beth Phoenix coming back after a few years. That's kind of cool. Versus the Iconics. Versus Nia Jax and Tamina. Who is going to win this one? Well, I already guarantee I know who's not going to win this one. But it's kind of a toss-up because the Iconics, Beth Phoenix and Natalia, and then Bailey and Sasha, those are all three good teams. Yeah, Nia Jax and Tamina definitely do not qualify in the good teams. If anyone's thinking about sending anybody down to NXT, as has been rumored, I would send Nia Jax and Tamina back to NXT, but that's just me. I hope to the high heavens they do not win. Originally, I thought the Iconics would win, but I do like the idea of... The four horsewomen, which is Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha Banks. I think it's pretty cool that they're either in all the title matches or could potentially have the titles. So that's kind of cool. I like that idea. They came up from NXT together and did that whole thing. If it was them two versus the Iconics, I'd probably be picking the Iconics. And in a way, I'm still thinking the Iconics, but I don't think Beth Phoenix and Natalia will win. I think that's just kind of them a blast from the past, teaming together one last time. I think it's cool, but Beth Phoenix isn't sticking around. This is just kind of a one-match kind of thing, and then she's going to be out of there. So they're not going to win. I'm going to say Bailey and Sasha Banks. I like the idea of them being traveling champions, going to NXT, NXT UK, SmackDown Raw, going to all the shows and defending the titles and bringing them with honor. So I'm going to pick Bailey and Sasha Banks. Holly, what do you think of that? Definitely. It makes sense to me. So up next is going to be kind of more of a personal battle. It is Roman Reigns versus the stud, Drew McIntyre. Who you got? Roman Reigns. Okay. Is there any reason behind the Roman Reigns pick or just because you like his long hair? No. I am picking him because this is his first really comeback match since uh, his uh, leukemia and health issues. So... I'm picking him and 
So maybe he might win his first match back. Makes sense to me. I think that is kind of the story. It's his comeback. It's kind of cool. He gets to defend his Shield brothers. And I don't know if Drew is going to stay on Raw or go to SmackDown. He's another guy I'm thinking in my head that could maybe use a little bit of a shakeup. But I think he's a future champion. I've talked about this before. I call him the stud. He's going to win the title. He's going to be in the main event pretty soon. I'm, I'm fairly confident in that. I think the easy money is on Roman Reigns. He's the comeback guy right now. He's kind of the guy who's been beat down the past few weeks. And, yes, the leukemia battle, you know, it's kind of cheap to use it in a story. But, you know, it's a real-life thing, and it did happen. So I can see where there's some hesitation there, but you got to kind of go with it. I would actually like Drew McIntyre to win. I think it's cool. He beat Seth Rollins. He beat Dean Ambrose and pretty much is sending him out of the company. So I'd actually like Drew McIntyre to shock the world and just kind of decimate Roman Reigns. This is Roman Reigns' first time in five years not main eventing WrestleMania. He's main evented the past four. So this is just kind of a way to ease him back. So if we're talking logically, yeah, Roman Reigns will probably win, get the big pop, get the win. That's cool. But deep down, I'm rooting for Drew. Up next, Shane McMahon versus The Miz, Falls Count Anywhere. Holly, you are the one who predicted that Shane McMahon would be the one to turn. So does he turn and win, or does his turn all lead to nothing and The Miz win? Honestly, I think Shane McMahon's going to win. But honestly, I could care less about this match. (laughs) Okay, I can definitely care about this match because I think this is another potential show stealer. People can knock Shane McMahon all they want. He's not necessarily trained. He's got gray hair. He's, you know, he's a McMahon. He's 40, 50, whatever, however old he is. But every single time the show starts, every single time there's something, he delivers. So you can only go off somebody's track record, and his track record is good. He delivers every time, and The Miz has quietly also been delivering every single time. And this is also the part where I remind you that Shane McMahon has not won a one-on-one pay-per-view match since August 2003. 15 and a half years since he's won a one-on-one match on pay-per-view, folks. And that was over Eric Bischoff at SummerSlam. So that kind of tells you what happens here. Shane will do something crazy. It's false count anywhere. We know he's going to jump off a high spot or do whatever. And The Miz is going to win. He's going to get revenge. He's going to either hug his dad or do something like that. And they're going to have a nice little moment. So that's fine by me. I like this matchup for both guys. Shane will get his usual spot in. And The Miz will be able to pick up a nice win. Speaking of no rules, we have no holds barred. Triple H's career is on the line. If he loses against a guy he's never beat, Batista. So every single time they fought, Batista has won. And if Batista wins this time... Triple H is going to have to be forced to retire from in the ring. Holly, Triple H, Batista. It's kind of an old-timers match, blast from the past. They main evented WrestleMania in 2005, and they're going to do it one more time. Who wins? I'm rooting for Triple H that he actually has a comeback and finally beats Batista. I... I'm going to pick Triple H. It's kind of, uh, I guess, returning the favor, but people are kind of going to be hesitant and bash it because it's Triple H. But too bad. Batista's won every single time, and he's just back for this one match. Triple H is in the company. He's basically going to be running the company. The company will basically be his. So, no, he's not going to be retiring. He's got NXT and everything else on his plate. So I expect a good brawl here. I don't know how long this can go. Again, they're they're kind of 
40, 50, however old they are. So you got to kind of go with the limitations here, hence the no holds barred. It's kind of so then they can kind of do whatever they want. I'm going to assume Batista loses and kind of goes away, but it wouldn't necessarily shock me if he did kind of stick around for another match or two. Who knows with his Marvel schedule? We'll see. Up next, surprisingly not the main event, but also unsurprisingly due to the women, Brock Lesnar defending his Universal Championship against the 2019 Royal Rumble winner, Seth Rollins. There's been a lot of debate about this one. Who's going where? Is Lesnar staying in the company? Is he leaving? His deal might be up soon. What is Seth Rollins going to do? Holly, who wins? Well, I would like to see Seth Rollins win, but I kind of think Brock Lesnar's going to beat him in this match. Yeah, this one is tricky. The next, uh, actually, these three, the big three title matches are all kind of tricky. I could see the face beating the heel and every single one, the good guy reigning and everyone cheering and you get the quote-unquote WrestleMania moment. WWE loves those. They love the happy moments. So I'm going to pick Seth Rollins. I I picked him from the beginning. I picked him late last year. He was my pick in 2018. I want to say October, November is when his role started. I, I picked him to win the Rumble, which he did. And I figured it'd be against Brock, which it will be. So this is from four or five months ago. And here we are. So it's all kind of fallen into how I figured. I'm going to pick Rollins. There's a rumor today that Brock Lesnar is set to face Daniel Cormier in the UFC this summer. So it makes sense. Brock can go train for that. He can also show up for the next Saudi Arabia show if he's also contracted to that. Maybe lose his rematch there. I don't know. But there's nothing wrong with Lesnar being a special attraction without the title. He can still come in for a big match. He can still do the little dancing while Paul Heyman yaps for 10 minutes. He can do all that. But we kind of need the championship on the TV show every single week. And that's what Rollins said. He's going to win the title and actually be there every single week. Not Brock showing up once a month with the title. So I'm going to pick Rollins. In any any other world, this would be the main event. But obviously not this year. The women deserve that spot. So we'll see where this match ends up on the card. That may tell us who wins. For the WWE Championship, the new... Daniel Bryan is defending the title finally after 11 years, his first ever one-on-one shot for the big title. Will Kofi Kingston fulfill his destiny? Will he finally win the big one? What do you think? No. I still think Daniel Bryan's going to win, but it's a long shot saying that Kofi's going to win. Well, I'm rooting for Kofi, but I I have a strong feeling Daniel Bryan's going to beat him. Yeah, if any of these big three title matches has the champion retaining, I would say it's this one. I don't think Brock Lesnar will win. I don't think Rousey or Charlotte will win. But I think Daniel Bryan might win here and keep the title. The whole hemp title and the Rowan partnership, who knows if Bray Wyatt's coming out or Luke Harper to join the team. Who knows with that? Who knows what's going on with the New Day? I'm going to be rooting for Kofi despite me not necessarily liking the New Day and their silly pancakes and that kind of garbage. So I'm going to be rooting for Kofi just because I have been watching him the past 11 years. So I know what he's been through and the ups and downs. And it is super cool that he is finally getting this after 11 years. It kind of is a nice story to tell that, you know, somebody sticks it out for 
you know, over a decade doing something and finally they're rewarded with it. So that's cool. It, it sucks for uh, people forget, but Mustafa Ali, he is the one who uh, got hurt and Kofi Kingston got put in this spot. If Ali never got hurt, Kofi Kingston wouldn't be here right now. He'd still be dancing around with the New Day doing nothing. But the company needed a replacement for Ali when he got hurt. So they went to Kofi. And now look what's happened. He's on the biggest stage of them all in front of 80,000 people, probably the biggest show of the year. And he may win the title. It's just amazing how some things happen, whether it's fate or whatever you want to call it. Kofi Kingston somehow has landed in this amazing spot to face Daniel Bryan. I think the crowd is going to be molten hot. They're going to be chanting Kofi. They're going to be going nuts for him. You know Big E and Xavier Woods are going to be there. I think it's going to be real intense, and a lot of people are going to be rooting for Kofi, and I can only imagine the backlash if Brian does end up winning. Like I said, I'm going to be rooting for Kofi. I think it's going to be super cool if he wins. That's your WrestleMania moment, even though it's not going to be in the main event. But if any champion does retain here, you know, Daniel Bryan, it feels like there's more legs to him as champ. There's there's more promos in him talking about how much he's better than everyone. I think you can kind of run with that for a while. So if there's any match here that's a toss-up to me, that's the one. It's going to be real. It's going to be a nail-biter, I think. Everyone's going to be on the edge of their seat. Speaking of the edge of their seat, Joan Jett, Bad Reputation, the main event. This is it. We've all talked about it for months, me for over a year. The women will main event WrestleMania. It feels unbelievable to say if you've been a fan for either a year, 10 years, 20 years, a million years. It's just unbelievable. They used to not even get on the show. They used to get two minutes, if five minutes. They used to be in, you know, a mud match or brawn panty matches or lingerie pillow fights, I remember. They were never treated with the respect. And here they are, main event. The SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte. And the Raw Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey, are taking on Becky Lynch. It's a triple threat match. Both titles are on the line. It is winner take all. Somebody is leaving with both titles, regardless. Triple threat rules. The first pin, whoever pins or submits whoever, is leaving with all the gold. This is it, folks. Holly, who you got? Well, I kind of think... Ronda's going to win, but it's a close with Becky, but I don't think Charlotte's going to walk away with anything. No, I do not believe Charlotte is winning anything. I don't buy that for a second. I think she may not necessarily fit into this story. A lot of people just wanted Becky versus Ronda, but as I wrote in, uh, I believe it was January 2019 or December 2018, Charlotte was the unsung MVP of the company for the entire 2018 calendar from beginning to end. She was the star, so she more than deserves this opportunity. So don't think that they're shoehorning her in there and she's undeserving. She absolutely deserves this spot. And for people that forget, a year ago it was going to be Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. Not Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is actually the one who got added late in the year not Charlotte. So with all that being said, I believe Ronda Rousey is leaving the company in a few days. I believe she's finishing up, which means she's losing the title. I don't know if Charlotte's going to end up getting the SmackDown women's title back or if they're combining them or if they're going to keep two titles or if they're going to put them in one or what they're doing. Either way, nothing has changed in months. Becky Lynch is winning. 
She is going to make, I believe, Ronda Rousey tap out. I think a lot of people think she's going to beat Charlotte, and Ronda Rousey will remain undefeated, quote-unquote, because she didn't technically get beat because it's a triple threat match. I don't buy that. I think Ronda Rousey is going to be the one defeated, and it's going to be clean. It's going to be no BS, no nothing. Becky Lynch is going to make her tap out, and what would make it even better is if she can somehow also make Charlotte tap out at the same time with her finisher. Can you imagine both of them tapping out in pain, screaming, tapping at the same time as Becky beats both of them at the same time, leaving no doubt she is the Women's Champion, main event in WrestleMania. Holly, what do you think of all these matches? Is there one you're looking forward to the most? Not really. Okay. I'm just looking forward to watching my first WrestleMania. Yes, it is going to be absolutely very exciting. I didn't mention it, but there's also going to be an Elias concert. Something... Um, he's going to be doing something. They've kind of been building it a little bit on TV, teasing that someone's going to interrupt him. Do you have any guesses on who may interrupt him? Um, honestly, no. Okay, well, I have a few guesses. Um, John Cena, I believe he will be there. There's kind of been this mystery if he's going to be involved with Kurt Angle, if he's going to come out with Alexa Bliss or something, but he'll be there. I have no doubt about that. He'll be there. And another guy, which I can tell you is going to be there, The Undertaker. That may be some breaking news to people, but The Undertaker will be there. Is he going to interrupt Elias? We kind of saw him involved last year with John Cena versus Undertaker, WrestleMania 34, New Orleans. So maybe this can kind of bring everything full circle a little bit. I think Cena, Undertaker, Elias, it kind of fits a little bit, but... Like I said, maybe they're involved with the Kurt Angle situation too. I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what they do because at the end of the night, everybody's going to be talking about the women main eventing WrestleMania for the first time ever, and your final image is going to be Becky Lynch holding the titles up. I can almost guarantee you that. I've said it for months. It's going to happen. Becky Lynch and my number one bold pick of the year from January, Ronda Rousey, will lose. Holly, any closing thoughts on our WrestleMania 35 preview? Nope. Got it. So I am going to remind you one last time. This is the 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the 411 Podcast Network, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, YouTube, and iTunes, all those places you can find us. This edition was brought to you music-free and no BS, no nothing, just us yapping. Holly, say goodbye to the audience. Bye. Until next time, enjoy the show and definitely, definitely enjoy WrestleMania.